Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Around a bump fist with somebody. Tell them, I'm glad you're in church with me this morning. Not sure we want to shake hands. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Praise God. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord? If you have your Bible today, you can turn with me to the book of 2 Timothy. chapter 2, and we'll read verses 24 through 26. Praise the Lord. It's good to have Brad with us today. Amen. Why don't we welcome him? Went to high school with Brad. We're both Cambridge Bobcats. Don't hold that against us. Praise the Lord. I also want to make mention this morning that yesterday, January the 22nd, was Mindy Rossiter's seventh year of sobriety. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you today. We've, we've watched her grow. Um, I mean, over the years, um, weeping in the altar, struggling with life, uh, overcoming temptation, just fighting it off on every side. Holding on to the church. She'd say, Pastor, I, I, I can't miss a service. It's my, it's my lifeline. Some weeks I, I wouldn't be able to make it without it. Um, how many know that we need an anchor? We need an anchor that's connected to something that's beyond what you can see. Amen. Something that's connected in the heavens, beyond the veil. Something eternal. And it's got a hold of you. You feel it and it's pulling on you. And we're thankful for your life and the testimony that, that he has poured into you. And there are going to be many, many lives. that There are many that have been impacted, but there's going to be many more that are going to be impacted by what he has done for you. Amen. What he has pulled you out of. How can we give God another hand clap of praise today? Thank you, Lord. God, we're thankful today, Jesus. We're thankful, Lord. Second Timothy, chapter 2, and we'll start reading at verse 24. <clears throat> and the servant of the Lord 
He's talking to Timothy here, Paul, speaking to Timothy, must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. It says a lot, don't it? If God, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. I want to focus this morning on verse 26, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. Amen. Uh, recovery is possible. You can get it all back. Amen. There, there are people, we were talking this morning, me and Mindy, and having a, having a great conversation about the past years. And she said, if you would have told me seven years ago that I would be as happy as I am today, I wouldn't have believed you. Because people don't believe when they're trapped that they can recover. Come on, because but even though you're trapped this morning, there's a way out. Come on, there's deliverance available. There's recovery available. There's healing available. It is, uh, he has already made provision for your healing before you even got trapped. Amen. That, how many know that there's a way? He said, whom the sun set free is free indeed. Why don't we lift our hands in prayer this morning? God, we're thankful today for your blessings. We're thankful today for the opportunity that we have to be in the house of the Lord. God, we pray that you would have your will and way in this service. I pray that you would anoint our eyes to see, our ears to hear, our hearts to be understanding of your word. God, I pray that you would anoint my lips to speak the words, God, that you have purposed today to be spoken. Lord, I pray that you would say what needs to be said, impact our lives today with the power of your spirit, not in just a way that we'll walk out of here and forget it, God, but I pray that you would impact us today in such a way that it will change who we are for eternity, and we'll give you all of the praise and all of the glory because it belongs to you in Jesus' name. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. I want to talk to you today on this subject, overcoming snares. Overcoming snares. Uh, a snare is a trap. I think all of us uh, understand the concept of a snare. When you say the word snare, Luke, not a snare drum. Where'd he go? <laughs> That's different. A snare is a trap. Okay? It is, uh, uh, I think, uh, you see, we've watched movies in the past where uh, somebody would be walking through the woods and they'd step in a loop and they would 
be snared upside down. That's one type of snare. But you can't really talk. Sometimes snares are just in the way. Okay? They're set in your path. All right? And so if you're trying to snare a particular animal, usually snares are used for animals. You're trying to snare a particular animal. A lot of times you'll just put the snare in a place where you know they're going to be. Okay? Where uh, you try to camouflage it in a way that, uh, you know, you set it like right on their path. A lot of times they'll put snares. Uh, I've talked to guys that, that hunt coyotes and uh, they want to try to rid the coyotes uh, from the woods because they're killing all of the, uh, the game. Uh, and so uh, coyotes are predators. And, and they, so they a lot of times put the snare in the place where they'll cross under a fence because, you know, the path kind of funnels down to a place where you have to travel that way. And so all the animals will cross in a place where the, there's a fence row where there's an opening in the fence. You open up a place where they can get through pretty easy and they'll run through there. They get their leg caught in the snare and, and, and you have them. But the only problem with something like that is you get things that you don't want to catch. You get the neighbor's dog. You wanted to catch him anyways, but... And you... <laughs> I was always told your, your pet is your neighbor's pest. Let that sink in for a minute. Everybody said, that's for country folks. Amen. And so a lot of times you catch maybe a baby deer crossing under the fence. And, and you don't really want to snare them either. You're trying to snare the coyote. But there's also snares and traps that are set with bait. And you can't really talk about snares and traps without talking about bait, without talking about temptation. Amen. Because temptation and snares go hand in hand. Amen. The, 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 whole, uh, the, the whole idea behind setting a trap or a snare is you're trying to surprise something that don't want to be caught. You're trying to catch something that don't necessarily want to be where you're trying to take it. Amen. But you got to set it up in a way that looks safe. Come on. You got to set it up in a way where it looks enticing enough that the, the, whatever it is you're trying to catch is, is eager enough to have what you're trying to get it that they will chance it of putting their foot or head into a place where they know might be dangerous. Somebody say amen. Amen. And so the bait is everything. It's bait when it's used for trapping. Is, it's something that you know that they want. Okay? And so you're putting something. You're not putting something out there that, that, that you know they're not going to want. You're not going to trap what you're after, right? You put something out there that you know they like. You know that they like it. Amen. You know that they want it. You know that it's a weakness for them. Come on, somebody. This winter or this fall, we were hunting deer, and we hunt out of a blind, and we put some corn out there, and we, we sprinkle a little bit of magic in that corn. I'm not going to tell you what it is because everybody's going to use my ideas. But the deer, they can't take it. 
They, 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 they come in, they know you're there. They know that it's a dangerous situation. They know it. And uh, Luke, you can testify to this. They come in and uh, I have a video of the buck that Ashland killed. And he, he comes in and he's, he's like, works his way. And then he'll back up. He stops. He looks at that corn. Right? He takes a few more steps, but this time he goes this way. He's got his nose in the air. Stops by the corn. He can smell it. His mouth's watering. Luke and Ashlyn are sitting in a blind 20 yards from the, the pile. He's looking right at them. Trying to see him. Moves up a little closer. Tries to get their wind. Checking the situation. Looks at that corn pile. He can't take it. All of a sudden, he's just. Whoosh, head down. Eating corn. And then all of a sudden. Whack. Some people say that's cruel. Right. Uh, that's a snare. That's a trap. Amen. I want to tell you something. We cannot be ignorant of Satan's devices. All right. We cannot pretend like we don't know that we're being enticed by something that could possibly hurt us because there's no temptation that is given that is not common to man. Every temptation that we feel, we all feel. Amen. You can't act like that the things you're feeling, nobody else feels or the things you're tempted with, nobody else is tempted with. There are weaknesses that I have, maybe you don't have, but there is something that I'm tempted with that I overcome, that you're tempted with that you cannot overcome. Amen. You have to understand that temptation is something that you like. It's something that feels good. It's something that you want. Come on. It's something that you have a deep desire to have. Amen. But you have to understand that behind every temptation is a snare. Amen. If it's pulling you in, if it's enticing you, and you know with everything on the inside of you that that thing that you're tempted by is sin. You know it's wrong. You know it's going to damage you. You know that it's going to pull you in. If you give into it. It's going to take you someplace you don't want to go. You got to get your mind out of the temptation. Come on. You got to step back from it. You got to get some counsel from somebody who has some spiritual authority. You got to get yourself around people that are attempting to overcome the things that you're struggling with. Am I preaching to anybody? But for God's sake, don't give in to the snare. Amen. It's a trap. Amen. It looks good. It feels good. It smells good. Amen. It wears its makeup just like you like it. It's got, she's got the color of hair that you want. She's got beautiful blue eyes. He's a manly man. Come on. Everything that glitters is not gold. 
Come on, the way things look on the outside is not always the way that they are on the inside. In fact, once you get your head in it and once you partake of it, you find yourself trapped in something that you don't want to be in. Come on, somebody. You find yourself in a place you never thought you would be, doing things you never thought you would do, struggling in ways that you never thought that you would struggle, all because of one decision. But understand today, it always starts with temptation. And when when when, when, when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. And when sin is con- finished, it brings forth death. There's no way out of it. It's gonna, it'll ultimately bring death in your life. Somebody say amen. God don't tempt anybody. Somebody said, well, if, if why would God allow me to be tempted like this? Why, why, would he, why would he allow that? God, why, why would God, some people have even blamed God for being the one that tempts them. If he knows that I have this weakness, why would he allow me to be tempted like that? We have to understand that God don't tempt anybody. The temptation is not coming from God. God tempts no man because he can't be tempted with evil. So he tempts no man with evil. Why would God try to tempt us with something he knows is going to destroy us? That's ridiculous. Amen. God is not the one who tempts us, but we are tempted when we're drawn away by our own lusts and enticed. You ever seen the cartoons where they leave like the the little, I I always revert to Bugs Bunny. Because that's what we grew up on, isn't it, Mike? Bugs Bunny. And they got the carrot hanging out there. And Bugs Bunny could smell carrots miles away, you know, in the aroma. And he'll be, as it's pulling him, his feet are barely touching the ground. And it's like dragging him. He's like. Enticed and captivated by that desire so strongly that you throw caution to the wind. Every word you've ever been taught. Come on, young people. I'm preaching to the young people this morning. Amen. Everything your mom and dad ever told you. Everything. Some of us have grown up in church. Amen. We know better. We, 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 we've been taught the right way. Amen. We've been instructed in the word of the Lord. But there are temptations that are strong enough to pull you outside of all of that. Amen. It's important to recognize a temptation that is a strong, strong weakness for you. Because that thing is not coming just to make you feel good or to give you what you want. There's something attached to that. Amen. There's a price to pay for every temptation that we give into. I want to preach. Can I preach what I feel this morning? There is danger around the corner. I know it looks good, but if you stick your head in that, it's going to get a hold of you in a way that you're not going to be able to get out of. Come on. You cannot give in to temptation. You got to push it aside. You got to run to the church, run to prayer, get outside of that atmosphere, that environment that's pulling you in. Notice you got to be aware. Awareness is everything. When it comes to overcoming temptations and overcoming snares, awareness. Can anybody give me uh, a definition of awareness? 
alert. What else? Knowing your surroundings. Very good. It's not, it's caution, right? It's uh, uh, Paul, when, when, when he was talking in, in, in the New Testament, he said, walk circumspectly. Okay? Not as fools, but as wise. Walking circumspectly is, is inspecting every step. Right? Clearing the debris out of the way. Cleaning the path. Making sure. You know, you're not just looking directly in front of you, but you're looking down the path. You're looking for possible danger, possible uh, things that could, that could compromise you. Amen. That could, that could snare you, that could hurt you in some way. Amen. You cannot do that without the Word of God. And you cannot do that without people in your life to help you, without having counsel in your life. There's times where I've faced situations I didn't know the right thing to do. I didn't know what was the right decision to make or which way to turn. And I had to turn to people around me that were a little bit distanced from the situation, who had a little higher perspective, and they could see what, what was dangerous and what wasn't. And they'd say, no, go ahead with it. Or, no, 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 don't do that. Don't go there. Don't allow that in your life. That's dangerous. Amen. You got to be able to have people in your life that can point you in the right direction. Come on. Don't turn your back on counsel. Don't turn your back on your pastor. Don't turn your back on your mom and your dad. Don't turn your back on the elders in your life. You need them there. They've been there before. They know how to protect the path. Amen. Listen to the people that have been where you are. Amen. You read in the book of Proverbs about the, the harlot. Amen. How she's enticing. Enticing you to come into her house. She's enticing you. She's, 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 she's very attractive. She's, she, she's very, uh, she's good with words. She's, she promises to give you what you want. She promises to fulfill your every desire and your every dream. And I can give you what you want if you just trust me. Amen. Uh, it's in dark places where these things are fulfilled. But the Bible tells us that the foolish son runs to that trap because in her lips are death. Come on. In her lips, it's pain and suffering. Amen. There's nothing there outside of the covenant with God. Come on. There's nothing there that can help your life. The only thing there is pain and suffering and despair. Am I preaching to anybody this morning? I know it feels good. I know it sounds good. I know it looks good. I know there's a strong desire on the inside of you to go that direction, but you need to listen to this preacher this morning. God didn't put me here to preach this for no reason at all. Don't you dare go into her house. Don't you dare give into that temptation because there's death hiding around the corner. There is something it's trying to put into your life that you can't free yourself from somebody say amen amen how many's ever given in to temptation amen you you're blinded by what you want to the place where you give in 
And then after you give in, you feel it. You don't feel it until after. Come on, somebody. You don't feel it until you give in. You don't feel it until you let down your convictions and that thing is done. And then all of a sudden the guilt and the shame and the pain starts to set in. Amen. I want to, you young people, you need, you need to listen to me uh, this morning. You need to keep yourself pure before the Lord. Amen. You need to keep yourself from, from sex before marriage. Amen. There's a lot of stuff floating around out there that people have that you don't even, you can't even fathom. Amen. And, and, and one moment in a, in a place with a woman or a man could give you a sexually transmitted disease that you could have for the rest of your life. Amen. Every preacher is probably not going to say these things, but you need to guard yourself. Come on. There's a, there, there, there's a person out there that God has set aside for you, for you to marry, for you to live with and in covenant with, where that will be pure and that will be okay. And all those things will be desired by your wife or your husband. Save yourself. Keep yourself. I don't care what the world is saying. They're saying if it feels good, do it. But what they're not telling you is all the people in the hospitals that are dealing with the things that they got from somebody off the street. You need to listen to this preacher today. Keep yourself pure and you will never regret that decision. Clap your hands, old, older folks. Come on. You'll never regret it. Never. You will regret the other. At some point, it'll sneak up on you. Paul is talking to Timothy. Preacher, knowing that that he's going to have uh, he's going to ha have people that that he's going to have to teach and uh, that he's going to have to uh, have patience with that he's going to have to minister to because there's going to be needs in their life that uh, they're that they're going to have that is beyond him. Come on, somebody. He says, peradventure or possibly, that God would give them repentance unto the acknowledging. Of the truth. Do you know that repentance comes from God? It does. It, it doesn't come from me. I can preach it as hard as I uh, feel to preach it, but ultimately, repentance comes from God. What is repentance? What is repent? It's a turn. Yeah, it's a it's a change of direction. It's a change of mind. All right, you 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 you've come so far with a with a certain mindset. All right. Think about the mind for a minute. Uh, your mind. How, every decision you make is processed in your mind. Right. This is the this is the the mainframe computer of your existence. This is where everything is processed in your mind. Right. And before anything can overcome you, it has to overcome you in your mind first. Amen. Most of the snares, uh, he says, he will, he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. A snare of the fowler is a, a fowler is somebody who catches birds. And usually the way they catch birds is they catch them with a noose. They get them to stick their head in a certain place and they snare their head. All right. Because once your head's snared, you're all in. Right. So the battleground is in your mind. It's, it's here. The battle is won or lost in your mind. 
Amen. You cannot be overcome in your mind. Amen. You can't, you can't be overcome to the place where you do what your head sometimes is telling you to do. If you know it's contrary to God's word, you have to exercise, you have to exercise God's word in the process of your mind in order to overcome some temptation. Amen. And so what the point, the, all the point I'm trying to make is that when they overcome you, they overcome you in your mind. So when you come to a place where you realize God's in control, that your life is in his hands and that you've made a lot of decisions in the past that were damaging to your future, damaging to your body, damaging to your mind, to your spirit. Amen. They've damaged you in every way. You've got to have a change. Come on, there's got to be some point in your life where you realize uh, what I'm doing here is not what I'm doing from here on out. Come on, I'm not continuing down this path. I'm not going to continue to make these decisions. I'm going to turn around. Amen. I'm heading this way, but I'm going to change my direction. I was going where I wanted to go, but now I'm going where God wants me to go. Amen. I'm going to commit my way to the Lord. Everything that I do, everything that I think, everything everything that I say, everything I put my hand to do, I'm going to commit it to the Lord. From this moment forward, my life is not my own. My life is in his hands. That's true repentance. Amen. Repentance is not a prayer that you pray and you just ask for forgiveness and you get up and keep living the same way you were before you knelt down. That's not repentance. Yes, you might be asking for forgiveness, but you're not truly sorry yet. Amen. The only time that, that you can prove that you're really truly sorry is when you change your ways. Come on. There's got to come a moment in your life where you make up your mind. I'm not going this way anymore. I'm tired. Come on. I'm tired of the pain. I'm tired of the guilt. I'm tired of the suffering. I'm tired of the failure. I'm tired of the struggle. I got to do something different. Come on. Am I preaching to anybody this morning? I got to do it different. That's repentance. Amen. When you, when you truly make up your mind. And what's Paul say next? He says, you're going to teach them and preach to them that, I, that God might possibly give them repentance. You know, Zach, we preach to people, so a lot of people that don't repent. But there's some that do. And we're not preaching to the ones that don't want to repent. We're preaching to the ones that want to repent. Come on. We're preaching to the ones who realize they need a change, who realize they need to lay down their heart and their life, that, that they need God's way, that God's way is the best way, that my way didn't work. Amen. That's who I'm reaching for this morning. If you're watching by way of the web and you got a heart of repentance, I'm preaching to you this morning. You know you need a change. You know you need to get up off of your bed and make it to the church. You know that you can't keep pumping things into your veins that are making you high and making you oblivious of the pain that is putting your family through. Come on, let there be an awakening this morning in the hearts of people all around this city with a spirit of repentance so they realize they need a change. Amen. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. As long as he's got your head, he's got you. There's a scripture in Proverbs that says, 
commit your ways unto the Lord. And your thoughts will be established. Amen. Commit your ways unto the Lord. What is your ways? Think about it. What is, what is our ways? Yeah. It's our behavior, right? It's, it's our, it's the path that we are deciding to take. It's the way that we are walking. Commit your way to the Lord. And your thought will be established. You know, when you come to God in repentance and you give him everything, you're cleansed. Okay? You're cleansed, but you're not whole. Right? You're, you're, you're forgiven. You know, but, but you're not healed. Completely whole. To be whole means to be complete. Right? And it's not God's will just for us to be forgiven. Amen. But to be whole. To heal us. To recover ourselves out of the snare of the devil. Amen. And so when you choose to get on the right path and to do things God's way, you don't even really understand why. Right? You just know you can't continue to do it the way that you've been doing it. And so every step you make, you start asking the Lord, is this the right relationship? Is this the right place to work? Come on, is this the right thing to watch? Come on, is this the right thing to listen to? A lot of things you don't even need to ask. You know the answer before you even ask. Young people, you can feel it just like we can feel it. Amen. You know when the, when the Holy Spirit's trying to convince you in your heart that something's wrong. Amen. You know it. You know as well as I do. Amen. But you don't really even understand at the point that you're making that decision sometimes why, how, how, is, how is that decision going to keep me from hurting or how, how is that decision? you don't even really understand the thought process all you know is that God said don't go there so you don't go there right and it's through the process of living for God and walking the path that he wants you to walk where you come to an understanding in your mind amen in your own personal life the reason I'm here this morning is because I didn't make that decision and I didn't make that decision the reason I'm standing in the pulpit preaching is because there are a lot of decisions that I didn't make that I or I was tempted to make. Come on. There's a path that God prepared for me through the process of time and through the process of time prepared my mind to walk in the way that he will show me. Amen. At first, it's you're just walking step by step, day by day, decision by decision. But there will come a time when, when your thoughts and your, your thoughts will be continually upon the Lord and you will know before the decision even confronts you that I know which way I got to go because if I go that way, this is where it's going to end up and if I go that way that's where it's going to end up you don't know that at the beginning come on I've ran routes for the last 15 years delivery routes FedEx 
FedEx Express, FedEx Ground, UPS. I'm just making my rounds. God must be wanting to try to show me something. But I've learned uh, over the last several years, I used to use a map. You know, and you get out on the road and the map is a aerial view of where you're at in picture form. And those roads that are shown on the map, if you're at a place and you don't know where to go, you, you don't know how to dictate your path, that map is used to help to point you. Okay, but, but the map looks different than the actual roads. It's, it, sometimes it's, it's hard to tell by looking at the map and where you're at. You know, it's not like it's gonna have, not going to have the red barn and the, the blue house with the pink shutters. Amen. It don't necessarily look like the place you are. Does that make sense to you? Amen. It's a, it's a template. Amen. You got you to gotta know where you're at before you can get where you need to go. Amen. And over the process of time, after using maps, you, there was a time when I would lay the map out on the shelf and I would get to a crossroads, and I would put the, sa- the safety brake on, put it in neutral, and I'd get out, and I'd go look at the map, and I'd be like, I'm going to turn left. That's how I navigate. They didn't have GPS back in the day. Okay, the GPS kind of doesn't really fit this analogy. Amen. And so I would have to, I would have to, uh, I would have to go to the map, and then I'd go back, and I'd turn. I'd get to a place where I couldn't remember which way, and I'd get up, and I'd get to the map, and, oh, okay, when I'm here, i got to go this direction. Amen? Not only that, but it has the 911 grid on it, so you can tell where the house is depending on where it, it fits. That mo- Most people have no idea what I'm talking about. There's a 911 grid where they can locate your Pinpoint position of where your house is on a road based on the grid that they put on a map. Your house number falls within the 911 grid. Amen. And if it's if it's east and west, it falls on the certain category. If it's north and south, it falls on the, the ones going horizontal. Amen. If it's east and west, it's the vertical lines. You guys, are, are you confused? I, I need to teach my kids how to read a map. But my point is, I had to keep the map handy. Amen. I didn't know the route well enough to dictate my own path. But as I walked it out day by day, and I, I traveled the same roads, because there's no temptation given to man that's not common to all of us. As I walked the same path over the same day, day after day after day, and I kept looking at that map, I kept reading that map, I kept finding my place in the map. Come on. I kept finding out where I was.
I needed to go. There was a time when I didn't have to look at the map anymore. It was already ingrained in my spirit, in my mind. And when I come to a crossroads, I knew which way to go to get to the destination that I desired. If you commit your way to the Lord, your thoughts will be established. You don't, may, may not understand it right now, but there will come a day when you'll say, I'm so glad I listened to that preacher. I'm so glad. I listened to that preacher. Amen. Just keep doing what God says. Austin, keep doing what God's preaching to you. Keep doing it. Luke, come on, girls. Come on, boys. Keep doing what you're being taught in your Bible studies. Keep reaching for the Lord. He'll keep giving you direction. And there will come a day when you'll have it in your spirit and in your mind. And you'll be able to lead other people to the Lord and say, hey, don't go there. Don't do that. I've been to that crossroads before. You need to go with God. God. Amen. Somebody needs to get the map out. Come on. Come on, get the map out. This is the map. Amen. When you got a tough decision, go to the word. When you got a tough decision to make, you need to find your Bible and pick it up and go to prayer and say, God, what do I do here? Lead me in the right path. Lead me in the paths of righteousness, God. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You go to that word day by day. There will be a time when your mind is changed. There will be a time when your whole life is changed by the decisions that he helped you make. You may not understand it right now. It may look foreign to you. You're standing in a place. You're at a crossroads. You don't know which way to go. You don't know what's right and what's wrong. Amen. There's a lot of room for error. Come on. You need to begin to seek counsel from God's word. Come on. Don't do anything until you know. Come on. Once you know, it's easy to make the decision. Once you know what's right and wrong, it's easy to make that decision. Come on. Once you know which way is going to lead you the way that you desire, it's an easy decision. But some people give up through ignorance of God's word and not wanting to work and labor and wait to see what God says. Am I helping anybody this morning? I got a couple amens. I'm preaching to you. Thanks for your help. Stand with me all around the building. You may have made some decisions in your past. That's brought damage to your life. And I'm not preaching this morning, once you're snared, you can't ever get out. But the decision's up to you. All I can do, I pray for you. I reach for you as a preacher. I preach to you because that's what God has called me to do.
But I can't change. I can't, I can't take away your will and your power to choose. The will of a man is, a, I've been pondering it over the last couple of weeks. It's a, it's a very dangerous thing. And we can have our minds set so, so stiffly and so wrongly that we're just battering down doors and running through stop signs and warning signs and things that are trying to stop us. But we have our face set and our mindset of what we want. And sometimes it takes really painful consequences before we stop and think about our life and where we're headed. There were some, some years gone by. I was, I was on this one road, and I saw a sign that said, road closed. And I was like, no, it's not really closed. Have you ever done that? Because you don't want to go around. It's going to take me 20 minutes out of my way. And so you keep going. And there, there's another sign, and this one's got flashing lights around it. On the outside of it, and it says, road closed one mile. And you're like, no, nah, it's going to be open. You keep going, and all of a sudden you see a sign that says, road closed 500 feet. Bridge out. So there really is no way around. And it's not till I got to the end where I was looking over into the creek. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm not the only one. Before I realized, I really can't go this way. So now, I got to backtrack. Go back where I came from. Because the way I chose wasn't the right way. It wasn't going to get me where I needed to go. It's in your hands this morning. The ultimate choice is, is it lies on you. Amen. It's not, it's not your parents' fault. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not somebody else's fault. Amen. Quit, quit trying to transfer the blame to somebody that it doesn't belong to. Come on, somebody. Take ownership of the wrong things that you've done. And when you come to God in repentance. And you give your heart to the Lord totally and completely. And you've made up your mind you want to change. The moment that you give it to God. And he places his hand on your life. He takes that noose. He pulls it off. And you slip your head out from that noose and you get up free. Come on, free from past. Free from past decisions. You're, you're, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Amen. It's free. You're free from all of those decisions. Everything that, that you've ever done, you're free from it. God sets you free from your sin. Somebody say amen. 
It only happens when we make the decision that we're going to give it to Him. You can recover yourself this morning. Amen. I don't care where you're at. God will forgive you of your sin. And if you keep walking with Him, He will heal you. He'll bring perfect soundness to your life. He'll bring wholeness to your spirit. He'll bring a purpose for living. Amen. Something that you didn't ever know was purposed for you. God will bring it into your life as you walk with Him. Amen. How many want to be free from all snares? I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know what you're dealing with, where you come from. Amen. But I need to tell you today, you need to give it to God. Total and complete surrender to Him. Amen. Those Bible studies that we're having, that's not just fun and games. That's not just entertainment, trying to pass the time so that we can get through the night or get through the day or just entertain our minds. We're trying to find the path to life. And there will be a day when the Word of God is contrary to the path you want to go. And it'll be up to you to weigh the options. I don't know about anybody else in this building. But I'm going to go God's way. Amen. I'm going to live for the Lord. I'm going to try to keep my heart pure before Him. I'm going to serve Him with my whole heart, my whole mind, and my whole body. Is anybody with me this morning? If that's how you feel today, why don't you step out of your seat? Why don't you come down to this altar? Just kneel down, stand and pray, whatever you want to do. But find a place of prayer this morning and say, God, I lay it on the altar once again today, Lord. My life is not my own. I'm yours. I'm yours. I need healing, Lord. I need direction for my life. I need you to slip this noose off my neck, God. I need free from these thoughts. I need free, God, from the darkness that I'm living in and the oppression of my mind, God. I need you, Lord, every day of my life. I need the direction from your word, Lord. I lay my heart upon the altar today, God. I'm yours. I'm yours. I'm yours. I'm yours. I want to end up at the right destination, Lord. I don't want to get sidetracked at this hour, at this stage of my life. I'm going with you, God. I'm going with you, Lord. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.